One of the most memorable masses from my time at St. Paul's College, the seminary in Washington, D.C., is memorable um, not for the most holy of reasons. My dear Paulist brother, Tom Gibbons, was serving as the acolyte, and he offered the intercessions, as the acolytes do at our daily masses. And so after we prayed for the church, for world leaders, and for the most vulnerable among us, we prayed for the bees. You see, back in 2006, scientists were getting very alarmed because the bee colonies in North America and parts of Europe were collapsing. There were fewer and fewer bees to pollinate the crops, and nobody really understood why. And without the pollination of crops, there would be less food. Truly something worth praying about, but the way Tom phrased it, it just seemed kind of silly to pray for insects. So Tom, being Tom, one of our most media-savvy Paulists, looked to justify himself by writing a blog on the internet. And this is part of what he wrote, where he argued that it was better to pray for the world's bees than to pray for world peace. And I quote, Praying for peace is just one of those prayers that people dust off when they have to come up with something profound. It's as if people say, I have no idea what to say. What the heck? Let's just pray for world peace. Now look, if people want to pray for Sudan or Afghanistan, they're at least putting more meaning into it. I don't know if I agree exactly with Tom, but I think it's a prelude for what the church is asking us to think about today. This combination of the solemnity of Mary as the mother of God and World Day of Peace. What is our role in bringing peace to the world? Is it beyond us? Well, probably. But do we just pray for God to do it? What is our role in bringing that? And our scriptures today might have a few insights for us. First of all, Luke talks, he has that phrase, that he has a couple times in his gospel, about Mary. Mary held all these things in her heart. Luke really holds Mary up as the ideal Christian, the person that we can emulate. And he's talking that she engages in a kind of prayer we call contemplative prayer, where you look at your daily experiences and ask yourself how God is present. So let us try to forget all we know about the Christmas story and go back to the manger and be there as Mary experienced it. Most people, when they have a child, the couple will stay at home for a few days, and their dearest friends and family will visit. But that's not the experience that Mary and Joseph had. We know from last week that they were surrounded by farm animals. Today, we hear of the shepherds, who, remember, were the first to be told by the angels the message of peace on earth. We have this romantic view of shepherds, but actually in first century Judea, they were considered the lowest of the low. They were considered people of questionable moral standards. The thinking was, why would you take on a job where you were outside in all kinds of weather for extended periods without breaks around smelly sheep unless you couldn't get another kind of job? 
So we have the farm animals, we have the social outcasts, and next week we'll hear about the Persian astrologers. Now, Mary and Joseph were people of humble circumstances, but they probably did not hang out with any of those three groups. They probably never met anybody from Persia or an astrologer. And they probably didn't spend much time around farm animals or shepherds. But can we contemplate with Mary that setting? The first days, the first hours of Christianity in its existence, what a diverse crowd that was assembled together to worship God. How was God present? Well, God was present in the Christ child. But God was also present in that diversity of people that had been summoned by the Holy Spirit in ways completely unfathomable to us. And now in 2012, here we are. How does that diversity speak to us? I find it both inspiring and challenging. In our world, where it seems like every month we are more and more globally interconnected, we can achieve that diversity. Our neighborhoods around the world are becoming more culturally diverse. Our education system is teaching us more and more about other cultures. And you can do a quick internet search to learn about anything, anywhere in the world. What a potential we have to more fully experience the diversity of gifts within the body of Christ, the church. But this technology we have in 2012 also gives us the temptation to greater isolation than we've ever had before. Many of us live in neighborhoods without sidewalks where we barely know our neighbors. We can get our news from whatever cable station tells us the news we want, the way we want to hear it so we don't have to be challenged. We can use Skype to stay in touch with friends we made long ago and not meet new people. We can use Facebook to just be re, um, to rehear the same opinions that we already have. And it's happening in our church too. Too many of us are thinking about liberal versus conservative. Anything that happens in the church, we put into those divisions. Surely, this is not how God calls us to achieve peace. But if we could contemplate with Mary that manger scene, and in that diversity, if we could hear God's invitation to recreate that diversity in our church, in our world, where we truly listen in dialogue with one another, perhaps that is a step of how we are called to bring God's peace to the world. Back to those bees. The scientists of the world have engaged in the last five or six years in a concentrated effort to try to understand what's happening, why these bee colonies are collapsing. And it turns out it's an incredibly complicated issue. There's about ten different factors that they believe may be playing a role. And the bee colonies are continuing to collapse. But the international beekeeping community has come up with new standards to try to protect. And the rate of the collapse is slowing. 
Tom, of course, credits this with his prayer for the bees. (laughs) But I would say, if Tom's prayers and the international effort can make a difference for the world's bees, surely our prayers and our efforts can help to bring about God's peace.